0: Hello and welcome to Mr Mike the podcast, season two. This is the education and wellbeing podcast where I share all of my ideas and tips and tricks from inside the classroom and outside the classroom. I've been on a massive journey the last few years from burnout, to almost quitting the job, to hating every day, to being the person I am right now that you're listening to. And I just love sharing my journey with you. Maybe it might inspire someone to make a change. I'm so excited for season two because this year, I'm going to be running a full marathon in May. So follow me along for that journey to see how I juggle work, teaching, senior leadership and the everyday life. Today's episode has a very special guest, my friend, Tom Bays. It is going to be absolutely fantastic. And I can't wait for you to listen. Enjoy. Can
1: you hear me okay, by the way? Yeah.
2: I hear you loud and clear.
1: Loud and clear. Loud and oh. clear. Edit. Edit. Uh, Janet, ready? Go. Edit.
2: Four, three, two, one. <laughs>
3: Today's
1: epic is super special. Cast your mind back to 2020. We're talking, Beyonce's album hasn't come out yet. Lady Gaga hasn't re- released, Rain On Me. Can you believe it? And the worldwide pandemic is about to happen. Now you all know I call it Cornova, COVID is about to happen. And that's when I first met our special guest today. And fast forward three years, really good friends going to have a good natter about all things work-life balance, talk about our respective journeys and how we got to where we are and how you can use our tip to help you be better in your life. So today I've got my very special friend Tom joining us in the podcast. Tom introduce yourself to the world. Hey Dan, hey everyone.
2: My name's Tom, Uh, Tom Bays. I am a um, horse vet down in uh in australia i'm originally from the uk and i'm i've been friends with dan for the last few years as dan kindly said in that introduction so um yeah that's that's who i am <laughs>
1: so tom's from down and and down hunder
2: indeed
1: we all have a hand quote
2: yeah, so um, I am a vet, uh, and a, I actually deal with horses, so a horse vet mainly, um, and I live down just outside of Melbourne, Australia, uh, been here for the last five years, and before then I lived in Sydney for a couple of years, um, and I'm from the UK originally, which I think you might able to tell from my accent, although some people say I still have a bit of an Australian twang occasionally with certain words
1: you do i thought you were australian originally don't believe him everybody he's, he's lying he? <laughs> well, well what part of the uk are you from i can't ever say it right you say it first uh hertfordshire hertfordshire hertfordshire,
3: hertfordshire.
1: Yeah. hertfordshire.
2: Just, hertfordshire. just between london and cambridge right near Stanford airport <clears throat> borders with essex so that's where that's where like you know Towie obviously the only way is Essex and stuff that's who I was surrounded by kind of at school and did you go to
1: school with Gemma by any chance the GC
2: (laughs) the GC I didn't go to school with the GC but there were a kind of quite a few people who were very similar to her there
1: so we've been talking about doing this podcast episode for what years
2: years at least and it's been coming up for the last sort of at least six months where we've been like right we need to set a date need to set a date and finally it's got to 2023 and we have set a date it, it was one of my goals for this year was to to do this podcast i've never done a podcast before this I'm is, very honored this is,
1: that you're this is your first podcast <clears throat> the mr mac podcast uh,
2: global, global losing global my
1: podcast
2: losing my podcast virginity today which is very exciting
1: and I'm very glad that it's on the Mister Mike podcast
3: for everyone to experience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so as you can tell, it's going to be full of humor, quotes, probably music references. So if you want to get, if you don't have a good music choice, get the notepad and pen ready because they'll probably drop into it. <clears throat> going to talk about things like our, you know, our jobs and how it got in our way sometimes, but what how what we did about it. How to get past your limits and beliefs, and how you can literally be the best version of yourself to even climb mountains, which Tom and I did at the end of the summer.
2: We sure did. Scapple pike In, in the uh, Keswick. In Keswick. Keswick so
1: with so a silent W. The silent W. So for the listeners <laughs> out there, we went to Keswick, and uh, when we got there, we stayed in this amazing One star, two star hostel, yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah, it was was offer. We're talking cornflakes, we're talking toast.
2: It even had a spa, didn't it? It even had a spa, and we were so excited, but it turned out to be the shop spa, like at a petrol station.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, it wasn't a bougie hostel,
2: it was was a spa. (laughs) (laughs) Spa, A spa spa with a silent R. (laughs)
1: do you know the teachers will like that one (laughs) spa but the early years teachers will go well actually that's a diagraph at the end tom won't know what that means but for the early years
3: lol
1: i
2: like i don't know what you're talking about you can (laughs) actually you can probably teach me quite a quite a few things
1: i could so um we were in this place we went up this mountain and um which is sort of like a major part of our journey, especially being friends. Mm. But um, it was in this mm. place called Keswick, but we were out the night before having drinks. So we're about to scale. Is it the tallest peak in England?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's in the Lake District and it's the highest peak in, in England.
1: And the I best think the third highest in the UK. Maybe. The highest in the UK. I say it. No, no, no.
2: I think it might be the third. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But it's definitely the highest in, the, in England.
1: The geography subject leads listening to us are recoiling at this conversation.
3: We're cringing
1: right now. Cringing <laughs> at it. They're sending me notes. They're giving me a one-star review. i will not be having me.
3: <laughs> so well, place...
2: Fake news. Fake geography news.
1: <laughs> fake news. Don't listen to these guys. So we're in this place called Keswick. And I remember, so the best preparation we had the night before was to go out for drinks.
0: I think we must mm-hmm. add
1: about five or six. Yeah. Yeah at least at least we were going up the mountain with actually we'll get on to, with a group of, of uh guys all part of our online training group and um we we're in this pub and i was like yeah keswick keswick i don't know well tom's quite well spoken as you can tell and um <laughs> he was probably saying Keswick. and the barmaid leans over the bar to both of us like actually it's um actually you do a better impression of me that you do it
2: It was kind of like, it was, she she was like a Lake District, um, a landlady, and she kind of leaned over and secretly whispered, she was just like, actually, it's Keswick, with a silent W. (laughs) And I do apologize for the accent, but, but it was the way that it was, she leant over to us and kind of breathed it into our ears, that it kind of sent chills down our spines, but... (laughs) It became it became a very uh, <laughs> well-known quote for the weekend.
1: Your job role in your day-to-day, you've mentioned you're a vet. So um, mm. I know some, some of you listeners are going to be like, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, someone ain't read. Um, this is an education <laughs> podcast, but you all know at home when you're listening to this, I am going to time on work-life balance. And on my Mr. Mac page, the most popular posts are when I post about Me leaving work, hashtag out the door at half past four. There's one I did two weeks ago, just a video of me leaving and it got like 7,000 views of me just leaving work at half past four. So I know it's one of those big important things. And I thought, right, first episode, second series, I'm going to get Tom on and we're going to nail this. And we're going to get some golden nuggets with us. So Tom, talk us through your job and what your day-to-day is like
2: yeah so as i mentioned i am a horse vet or an equine vet um, so i um i trained in the uk um, at vet school uh you do at vet, at vet school you study sort of all species and then i decided when i sort of finished my degree that i wanted to focus just on horses um it's, I, I grew up with horses uh, down in hertfordshire and sort of thought i'd stick with what i with what i know um <coughs> And it was a part of the job I really enjoyed. Um, so, day-to-day life of a horse vet. I would start work sort of around eight to eight thirty in the morning. Um, I have I work at a, a clinic, um, so we have I sort of drive in to work, and uh, you know, there's an office there. There's a couple of uh, there's a sort of a barn slash shed out the back with a couple of stables, a couple of little paddocks. Um, and uh, i'd check on the the patients so as a vet our patients are animals so when i say patients it means the horses so often we'll have a couple of horses in maybe getting treatments um in for surgeries or whatever so we'd go in and check check them in the morning and then i'd start my day often driving out to people's Farms or, or houses, and looking at their horses for them, and and running consultations, just like a GP would a GP surgery. But I'm living in a van, basically, in a in a truck with all my equipment in the back, driving around and and, and uh, saving lives. I like to think so. <laughs> that's where that's and and then my my day finishes around about sort of five five thirty ish usually, but it can really vary. Some some days I, I will finish, you know, gone eight o'clock in the evening um, and I may even also be on call. So I will uh, have the phones sort of for emergencies one night a week and one, one weekend in about four, so once a month generally. And you can get called out at any time during those times. So if it's after hours, um, it'll be sort of from 6 a.m. to, sorry, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Or if it's over the weekend, it'll be from Friday night uh, to Monday morning. So, and it can really vary. You know, sometimes I'll have one one call over a weekend. Some days I'm out for 15 hours, you know, sort of going with it a busy. 15, 15
1: week. hours.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I've had a week, couple of weekends where I have been nonstop for, you know, started work at, I don't know, six in the morning and being on the road, or this is on a Saturday or a Sunday and working or until like nine p m, uh, and then straight back into work on Monday. So it, I have to say that's not often, but it does happen
1: well, so like you know like you Tom and I talk all the time, and like he, uh we weren't friends when I was at my most at my worst burnout stage, but teachers like there, you know like you know. We have had times when we get home on a Friday, as soon as you wake up on a Saturday, it's time to work. Like you're working from maybe 8 a.m. and you give yourself a break for lunch and then you're working to five. That was that was my life. And then mm. I, saw, I used to absolutely loathe waking up on a Sunday morning, number one, because Monday's the next day. See, I know the sequence of the days of the week. And uh, <laughs> also, but then I knew I had work to do all day Sunday. So they, they never end in sex. Uh, so, Tom, what what was it that made you think something has to change here?
2: I think I was... Oh, i trying to cast my mind back to that point. Um, when was it? Yeah, 2020, and I, the pandemic was just starting, and I did feel like I was things were starting to get busier at work for me um and i definitely felt like i didn't have any time for myself you know i wasn't getting the stuff done that i wanted to do for myself i was putting a lot of effort into into work um because that's that's what kind of is instilled in the industry you know you have to work and um if you're not seen to be you know pushing yourself and going after, you know, pushing yourself after hours and staying late and getting up early and all that, it's, you will see, I, I think you'll seem to be either lazy or maybe it's, maybe it's my um, feeling of failure. You know, I felt like I wasn't, um, if I wasn't trying at work, I was failing, but it was added to a detriment of my well-being as well. Like I was not happy. I was, you know, taking occasional sick days, which I've, I've never done, um, you know, I was feeling not great in my own skin, um, feeling overweight and uh, unfit. And there were so many things that I wanted to do outside of, um, outside of work, uh, but I just wasn't getting the time to do it or I wasn't making the time to do it. it was probably more important thing. Um, mm. You ever feel like
1: qu- quitting because my listeners know there was a day when I was that burnt out. I hadn't slept the night before, so I was twenty-two stone at this point. And um, I know, and uh... not anymore, Dan.
2: <laughs> not anymore.
1: Not anymore, <laughs> everyone. Not anymore. <laughs> you know what? We laugh about it, but to get that to this point <clears throat> has taken a lot of grit with we'll mm. determination. But there was a, there was this point where, and I'm trying to like think of what I'm to say. Um burnout mess and i went into work and i put my backpack on and i left at lunchtime and walked down the street and i was like i'm not going back to that hellhole i was like i am a like literally i remember i was wearing a triple xl shirt and i sat down to teach a lesson i don't like men know this when you wear a shirt it sort of opens out a little bit it does mm-hmm. the, like the i can't even describe what it was like like a little bubble and I felt hideous. And it was a burnout mess. And mm-hmm. someone had said something to me that day that it just sent me over the edge because, oh, you you were in late today. And I was in at like five past eight. And like you say, like, unless people are wearing that, especially in education, we know this, people love the busy badge. They absolutely will wear it with pride. Oh. They will feel light and they will boast about it. And that's what I used to feel I had to do to make myself feel good. And because I had... Worked myself up into a leadership position at one point, And I'm back to that point now. I felt that I had to be showing everyone, well, this is what I do. This is how I earn, I earn my money. And it's just a given now that I'm going to work all these hours. So I put my backpack on and left and got maybe half a mile from school. And then it clicked in. You're ma. Hey, Teresa, if you're listening, he's going to kill you. Get back in there now. My son does not give up. And there's something in me. So I always think about it, It's like, I've got a candle burning right now when you're burning a candle at home and you know that it's right down to the bottom and that flame is just flickering, there was still a little bit of something left to get me back. And that was the day I thought something has to change. And I did change skills, but I I went back into a leadership position again and I got back on that hamster wheel and wore that busy badge of pride. I said, like, come on, let's keep going and put on another stone. So that's got me up to 22. Still at that point. And it yeah. took the pandemic to come along give me time to sit and think so like what was that time what was the thing for you that thought okay i'm gonna sign up for it because we both signed up for this online fitness thing what was it that said to you i'm gonna do this and what were your goals Mm.
2: yeah well i think it was the pandemic when the pandemic hit in 2020 it's it kind of i don't know what it was like for you but being being over over here the whole of australia basically locked down like you could not exit the country so i i remember um my parents were due to come and visit from the uk um around about march 2020 which was when it all started oh, and um, and i remember they were we were discussing obviously that they canceled their flights but we were like oh we'll book them we'll book them for a couple of months time when this is all over I'm like oh my god as if it was as if it was going to all finish by august 2020 i remember, and we, we, were told, we,
1: were, we were told to plan four weeks <laughs> worth of work.
2: <laughs> yeah. Off you go. Was that, <laughs> yeah, it was that kind of, oh, we're still, still not sure how this is going to pan out, but it can't be that long, surely. So I remember that my parents were uh, cancelled their plans and they were going to come out later in the year. Um, and I think, um, you know, like work. things started to i i I was signed up to a gym but they had stopped because they couldn't allow anyone in the gym um you couldn't really go and socialize and all that so i started to the things that sort of kept me busy and kept me from um uh, sort of listening to myself had gone And I was then faced with myself. And I think maybe a lot of people, I think a lot of people sort of found that with the pandemic, you know, you had to really sit with your own thoughts and your own feelings and you couldn't distract yourself. And I think that's when I was like, right, well, I started to see myself a bit more in in the mirror and um, maybe listen to myself more and listen to my thoughts and go, Oh God, I'm not happy. And I think that's what drove me. I, I saw this online Program on Instagram and, and sat there and I remember um, uh, you know sh- uh, showing expressing my interest in the program and feeling like very sick and nervous and going what am I doing what am I doing and even with the initial call I remember going I I, I actually ignored the first call because I was like, I oh my God, so this. did I.
1: I did the same uh. thing, I was like, I'm not doing this. I was hung over at not weight gin the night before. <laughs> <laughs> of gin.
3: I was Things haven't that.
1: changed, have they? So thanks for sharing that, Tom. Like, it's very similar to mine at that point. I thought there was, I remember having my call and I remember thinking, do you know if I could just lose I remember thinking, half stone, I'd be really happy. And if I could get a good night's sleep, I'd be happy as well. But sleep wasn't even part of it. I I never even thought about about sleep having a major impact on anything. And I was getting maybe two to three hours sleep a night. I had no energy, so I lived off coffees, espresso shots, Red Bull. So a morning for me would be calling in at the drive-thru, getting a, a latte espresso shots, maybe a hash brown or something. And then halfway through the morning a Red Bull between, because I was in year one at the time, between phonics and maths, I'd have a Red Bull. And it was beyond on the side of the classroom. I'll never forget asking the child to go get me. I was like, um, Shanisa, can you go get me my Red Bull, please? For you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shanisa.
1: And those were my goals at the time. And I remember thinking, I will never, I didn't believe that I could make any progress with it because that's just... I had no belief in anything. And my self-talk to myself every single day was, "Give it a go," but there's no way out of it. And a lot of teachers think, and I get messages all the time saying, "But it's all right for you because you've got this assessment." No, there was a time when I didn't believe that I could make a change for anything, and I thought I had to wear this busy badge, or I'm not going to be able to progress with my career um or do my job people will think I'm not doing my job well if I leave Teacher <clears throat> oh uh you're leaving early today and like, <laughs> really it's dark outside and it's freezing so I'm leaving to go and I had a gym member I don't know if I ever told you this Tom I had a gym membership and I went once in a year really,
3: really?
1: hear my Greg's
2: statistics oh yeah. so, tell me again though tell me again
1: you're like remind me again remind I, me <laughs> remind me um i kept that place afloat i'm telling you i need shares in gregs so during <laughs> Greg's my middle name no, it's not really <laughs> uh, dan gregs mcfarland that actually works it did for me. It did for me. It got me into, you know, it got me to that goal I wanted. triple XL. Mm.
3: Yeah. So um, yeah.
1: there was during lockdown, you have a lot of time to reflect, like you were saying. And I had mm. time to look through my bank statements, and there was 26 days in a row where I called into Greg's every single day, and it was probably like a latte and a sausage roll, and the girl behind the counter was like, oh, "Yes." 20 pain you can get a pizza slice and I'm like oh yeah give me that pizza <laughs> slice and like you put it in the white bag and the time you get to yeah. the door the bag see through because it's covered in grease oh so,
3: yes yeah. So, it's the taste of Italy so <laughs> <laughs> it
2: is
3: it is it's that really, it's a real
2: Italian flavor. But that, but that there is, is, is a coping mechanism, isn't it? In hindsight, it's just how you coped. And I think I had those and, and I look back and I think, oh God, I, you can get angry with yourself about it, but also you have to be like, that was how I knew how to cope. And that was the only strategy I had. And since doing this program as well, like we've both been, we have so many more coping strategies and we've learned new new things. And um, yeah, it's it's good to know that we probably, well, I and we both won't be going back to that place again, which we did not like, but we didn't know anything else. That's, that's,
1: no, it. that's the only thing. That's all I knew. All I knew for mm-hmm. years is mm-hmm. my self-worth was on my job. Not myself mm-hmm. because I, i'm very open with my listeners um mm. uh, you all know if you're listening to this my self-worth was my job i had no self-worth in myself and if you're at my talk mm-hmm. along, you would have heard me say like literally that is all i had and all i was built up to be was being a, a great teacher and i put all of it yeah. in because i know because then i if i knew if i did that well then that's what my worth was so i give all my energy to it. it's almost like one of these but look at me I was about to compare myself to Whitney Houston give me a second like she threw (laughs) for the listeners you cannot see we're doing this he's laughing at me she put all of her effort into being on that stage you get yourself ready and out you go Mm. and as a teacher and like as a vet you're out there you're almost before like almost performing like your job watching you if you mess up there's a death it's, well, yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of the time, and not a lot of the time. I'm imagining but, a horse got you know, on a well or something. I don't know. Like. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely, and, and and that's what I tell tell other people in about my job is that it's stressful because it's um you know you have the person watching you at all times while you're trying to get on with it, and it's it's really off-putting and it's it's an anxiety you don't really appreciate when you're in the moment because your adrenaline's running running through you but when you come out of it you're tired and you're like why was that that tiring oh it's because I had someone watching me the whole time when I was trying to do my work um but also going back to your self-worth comment there Dan I definitely felt the same thing with I let my job define me that was who I am and and I think from a young age and maybe this is the same for teachers as well I had always you know when people go what do you want to be when you're older oh, I want to be a vet okay awesome that's great and that was my life since I was like eight nine ten and then you reach that goal of you know graduating becoming a vet and you're like okay I'm here now you've got that to that stage and you know people the first thing people ask you is what do you do or and the topic of conversation is always vet, and it's always it is interesting from the outside perspective but there's you realize that there's more to more to me like that i realize there's more to me than being a vet and i'm at that stage of my career i've been a vet for nearly eight years and i'm like am i gonna let this define define me for the rest of my life when there's so much more to do and see and and things like that so um i'm definitely at that stage as well where i want to do well at my job but i don't want the job to run my life
1: i can hear people clapping that is like that is literally the exact same as how I feel as a teacher. I'm like, I will not let mm. this define me. Like, that, my whole self-worth was put on that, to be a great teacher. Mm. And, like, we've got the added guilt trip of being, like, you care for animals. We've got the children.
2: So if you oh, like, don't, I could don't not,
1: put children down.
2: I could not work with, with, with the kids. <laughs> people go, oh, you know, how could you work with animals? They like, oh, don't want, work with children. <laughs> They say, don't yeah, exactly.
1: teacher. What do we do wrong? <laughs>
2: <laughs> At least I can, I can actually sedate my uh, patients, but let's not say that to the, the, the teachers. That's...
1: No, I just sing to them. I perform to them for a whole lesson. That's... Oh,
3: oh, oh. <laughs> it
1: was that like, Mr. T?
3: Yes. He's like, sometimes he I'm to idol. the children.
1: Sometimes I just perform to the children for a whole hour to give them an industry-level professional. <laughs> like, when I God, tell them all, I, I don't say going. no. Like, you would laugh no. your head off if you were sitting in the side of my classroom. Another day, someone was messing around, and I was like,
2: no! I'm surprised I didn't get the golden buzzer out from Britain's Got Talent. Oh,
1: please. I'm still <laughs> expecting Carl Vorderman to walk in soon with my Pride of Britain award. <laughs> oh! That... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then I'm in the dinner yeah. hall serving. I don't know. Yeah. Put in the hall, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, all of a sudden Carol walks in with I don't know what's that cleaner lady called. I've forgotten her name. Oh, I
2: can't, I can't remember, but I know I no know you. Don't and
1: start with me. Don't start. oh, oh with Kim.
2: Um, Woodburn. would burn, yeah. We both were getting
1: it's uh, not, I was about to say it's surprise, surprise. It's Pride of Britain Awards, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you'd be there fully expecting it, but pretending not to expect pretending
1: it, pretending not to <laughs> know. How dare you! The burn, but it was,
2: it would be something that would end up on um, and that's Saturday night takeaway, wouldn't
1: it? Oh, it would. And then like, <laughs> Oh God! Answer these five questions, you'll win a bog roll, whilst we well, so win a Toblerone. <laughs>
2: okay. Actually, we were talking about. Sorry, we're just going back to Saturday Night TV. Going off topic, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Uh, and I saw you put it in your story on Instagram as well about um, a moment of truth, and that was that was a throwback, wasn't it? It was a classic throwback with Silla Black. God rest her soul, when she would <laughs> when she would rock up to someone's house and be like, You have to learn this deck of cards in this order. You got a week, and
3: they'd be
2: presented live on stage. Ah, uh, that was the ultimate Saturday was TV, wasn't
1: it? Ian from Lancashire, I'm trying to remember the deck of cards. <laughs>
2: Or like, trying to do it like cycle of the unicycle around with like spinning plates or something. Yeah. Just...
1: But do you remember the children
2: oh. used to pick gifts? The children would pick <laughs> gifts
1: and just displayed in dazzling light on the stage of Stella black Bear. No. You can't see, but I've just done teeth. And like she's like, kind to do your um skill. I think someone <laughs> brings like uh, a fifty-two is there fifty-two cards and like fifty-two deck from the shop. And um time it's your moment of truth and then he gets ian gets it wrong and the children's presence fade to black
3: (laughs) (laughs) black.
2: (laughs) and they were so disappointed and it was all down to dad can you imagine us
1: presenting it we'd be like oh well
2: (laughs) yeah there'll be tears and everything and we'd just be like and on to the next family
1: (laughs) oh god okay anyway (laughs) back to so you've got your goals we're talking about work-life balance being absolutely exhausted. What did you put in place to talk? So I had a lot of times whenever I wanted to give up. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is it. You know, you've you've reached an initial few goals and you have that buzz. And then there's the drop. And then work mm-hmm. kicks in. So, like, literally work was, work was still going for both of us. Teachers, vets, we were all still working during the pandemic. And that negative self-talk creeps in, telling you... Mm-hmm you need to do this for work or you're not good enough or oh you didn't hit that goal as hard as you were going to do this what support did you have or what things did you place to get yourself out of it
2: well I think one of the main supports was definitely having you to chat to you because I did feel (laughs) I did feel like you know uh, meeting you through the group and stuff and realizing that we're in two very different industries but with very similar um, problems and, uh, you know, barriers that we would encounter. Being able to discuss that with someone who kind of understood but wasn't in the same, um, you know, industry was was definitely helpful. Um, When it got so busy at work and I was struggling to, I would never finish on time. And I even got sort of pulled in by the HR team and said, we're and they were pretty good they said like we're concerned about you like on your time sheets you're saying that you're not taking any breaks and you're finishing late and starting early and i said well yes i am like (laughs) i'm not lying that this is this is um how it's been going and i said and they said or is there anything that we can do so they were very very supportive so i spoke to them about getting um another another horse vet on because at that, that time i was the only um equine vet uh working in, in the practice um so we started advertising for extra help another job um and I even dropped down to four days a week I it took me a lot of courage to stand up for myself and put myself where first and be like I think I could do with a day off uh, you know a regular day off once a week um to just have some time for me. I just did not have any time for me. I was constantly giving myself to clients. Every time I rocked up to a, a, you know, someone's house to see their horse, I had to put game face on. I was like, right, like clip the fingers, you know, put all that anxiety and all that tiredness and all that stress back in its box because you've got to be on form and you've got to be perfect, and uh, that's that. Would that took uh, took its toll on me, so. Speaking to work about it, it seemed like a really scary thing. And I thought that's not gonna nothing's gonna come out of it. They're just gonna kind of laugh me off. They actually went out of their way and 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 sort of gave me a four day week and were very, very good about it. So I'm very proud of myself for standing up for myself because it's not something I would have done.
1: Like Tom, I'm so proud. Like I've I've lived that with you. And when you were just recounting that to me, like listeners you can't say, I'm Got a big smile on my face because I just remember that, and like, you know. So we lived this together at the same time. So I had those issues as well myself. I would turn turn up to work, and I almost, um, like I become a character at work to to get through the day. To so I was Mm Mister
3: Mike.
1: Here we go, everybody. And because like my my name's Dan, or like Mister McFarland, and it was shortened to that, it was almost like I'm not going to compare myself to Beyonce. But I'm going to. <laughs> it's probably the first time I've ever
3: it there. Please. You compare yourself.
1: You so see before. me on. We've, we've been on that dance floor, and Sasha Fierce comes out to play. So like, <laughs> so Sasha Fierce, like she had, she adopts this um, moniker. Is that the right name? I don't know if I'm like. So whenever I went to work, I felt like I was putting on, like I was deeply sad, and I was putting on burnt out mess and I was putting on this face of here we go. And it got mm. got so easy to do, but then the calm down from that was absolutely exhaust. And so the where I work now, and like you were saying, I remember going to my head teacher, and there's bravery and vulnerability. Hashtag brinning. Yes,
2: hey, that Brené. is very good. Very very good. So like,
1: because you were saying that you took the courage to go and say, you know. I'm struggling with this you know you you had a four-day week and that's an amazing thing to say like I remember going to to my head teacher and saying I'm not coping very well I have this dream of oh, why did that just get me almost emotional I have this dream of leaving at half past four I have this dream of going to the gym and keeping this up I'm doing stuff for myself and she's like well, why don't you do it then Okay, so then you know when you get that support and that back, and that that can send you skyrocketing to where yeah. what you want to. It gives you that extra boost, and like, um, then that made me like think to myself, I need to start planning my week out here because I'm. It's like starting on a Monday, like I. It's like giving someone a mat. Sorry, asking someone to drive someone with a map. Can you imagine? Oh, that? it's all
3: yeah. I can't drive. Do you know that? Yeah, you, you can't drive. Yeah, you can't drive, can you? I, uh, the
1: look of disgust he just gives me. When you come back to the UK, you think you would get in a car with me? I mean, drive. Yeah, come on. Um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Tom picked me up in, was it Doncaster when we were going to Scarfell?
2: Yeah, I picked you up in Doncaster. Oh, we and- had the best yeah.
1: road trip. The songs.
2: <laughs> the iconic song iconic what was it the main one was cause wasn't it the cause which cause i have to so say young. is still a go-to and album and celine it's all course. coming
3: back it's
1: all coming back to me now it's like six uh, or
2: seven minutes of absolute
1: oh, seven minutes we were worse like <laughs> he turned into missy gray by the end of it. he was <laughs> <up>. <laughs> so like uh um, so like it, but like I was saying is like I started planning out my week and I was like, right, right, I'm going to set aside time for me. I'm going to have cut-off points, time for me, when I'm going to get to the gym, when I'm going to cook meals. Like, did you you meal prep? Mm. No. And like I that's the thing I still do now. Meal prep mm-hmm. my meals. Cause mm-hmm. I know when I get home from work, I'm gonna be tired. And that's when when I get tired, that's when my emotions are high. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna go and have this. I'm gonna have that. Mm. I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Flapjack, which is seven hundred, And, like, that's, <laughs> that sort yeah, of thing. And- like, well, what did you do to, like, make sure that it was, like, that when things got tough, you fell back to a foundation of, this is what I'm going to cope with. Like, I know, like, you said that you had, the thing is, everyone listening, you need a support system. I've got my mm-hmm. family and friends, all, but I've also got, like, Tom and I would send each other a message like an mm. audio note, audio notes, hashtag audio, yes, audio notes. Um to say, by the way, this is going on, blah, blah, blah. And once you've talked it through to yourself on an audio note, you sort mm. of talk yourself around to being the making a better mm. choice.
2: Mm, mm. And I think as well, even voicing it out loud to someone and you know, just someone to listen, you can actually listen to yourself as you say these things and, and sort of vocalize them. So yeah, definitely having you to, to bounce off and have, um, as I said before, someone to chat to who's not in the same industry, who's going through similar things. You know, you go, you know, it's just not just me, because uh, for, for me as well with my job, it's, it can be quite lonely. You know, you're out on the road all the time, you're, you're meeting clients, you're dealing with stressful situations, and then you're calling into the office and you're sent to the next job, some days I'd be just in the car on my own going between jobs and jobs and I'd get home and I'd be like oh um you know I'm so stressed but it must be just it just must be me because oh, I'm in this job and until you then make yourself vulnerable which is one of the hardest things and it's very uncomfortable
3: well, but until you goes,
2: so much shame and I I have to say that I um that's another thing that I learned from the pandemic is being vulnerable to people especially friends it can seem really scary and seem like a big weakness but it's one of the best things you can do I've got friends who are also vets who uh, and especially with male friends um I have to say like opening up to male friends and and being vulnerable about work stresses or personal stuff it's um uh, you know building up to it Uh, you know it's quite a scary thought you just thought are you going to sound stupid they're not going to listen to you they're going to laugh at you well I didn't get any of those reactions all reactions I got with work related stuff of being stressed was like oh thank god you said that because I'm feeling the same way and we wouldn't have known that until we'd opened up and it's so so amazing so if you can find people to open up to about your you know job and and your feelings and stuff it's amazing what response you'll get back because a lot of people are in the same boat really really they are and we can all help each
3: other
1: oh absolutely like i i've got like a few colleagues at work that i would be able to open up to and i remember initially saying i'm not going to say this because it's going to make me weak but yes. like i was saying before with vulnerability comes bravery And like you were saying about opening up to other meals and saying, I'm not feeling good. Like Mm. you and I do that all the time. And for us, Mm -hmm. like, so Tom and I, uh, because he lives in Australia, we were like online friends from 2022. What was that, 2022? First met in 2022 and had the best day out. When we say we went out in London, we went out in London. We had a (laughs) good day. But like, it's almost like, because we weren't there in person, it's almost like that practice of like, by the way, this is how I'm feeling. And we didn't know each other that well. That's how we got mm-hmm. to know each other really, really well. And like, we would share how we're feeling, you know. And because we're both on similar journeys, it's like we were giving each other advice all the time. That builds up that resilience with it. Mm. We then go off and say to people that were by the way, the person I am now, I would address it there and then. Like you we you and I say this all the time. I I think I sent you an audio note to this morning be like, and I was like, no, I'm not having this at all. Rewind two years ago, and I'd be like, what am I gonna do? To, um, I'm this is happening to yeah. me. Yeah. I, I have any resilience against
2: that. And that's a complete sign of you have lots more self-worth. You're not letting things walk over you because you're like, I don't deserve this. And I think back then i was the same and i and i think if i had those thoughts at that time i'd feel that was almost arrogance i'd have a big ego but it's not that it's it's all about looking after yourself
1: Mm -hmm. and they say like and i i think i quoted you this last few times that energy can't be destroyed only converts from one form to another and when you mm. do that, for, when you're a good support for somebody else, you're buzzing off their energy and you can go off and you can do something then because you feel you've got that spark to go off and do it. So, mm. listening to this, if you're out there by yourself and you're feeling there's no way out, please, please, please reach out to someone. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to. Like, that is my order yeah. right now to you, my 2023 orders to you. Reach out to someone, be it a family member, be it a friend, be it someone you just talked to online that you're now mm. friends, you can be friends with in real person in real real life. By the way, when we went out in London that day, we saw Got Wan in person. Do you remember?
2: We, we did. Walking days, days,
1: French Bulldog. Just over. after I dropped, I was I, I. we were eating these massive sausage rolls <laughs> and my napkin dropped in the floor. We were maybe had we were going to meet our other friends at Philly for food and drinks all day. But this is the first time Tom and I met went out for food and drinks. And then the wind came from somewhere, the colours of the wind, as Pocahontas would say, and blew my napkin off my plate onto the floor. And I didn't even lean down to get it. Remember I was like,
2: oh (laughs) you kind of did a pathetic lean over to pick up this napkin which landed this uh next this other table with a couple of girls on it. And you were like, oh and you went to reach down and looked at them. Longingly and being like, "Could you just?" And they just looked at us like with death stares to say, "You could easily reach that napkin, but yes, we will help you out."
1: <laughs> I was like, "Oh, thanks, 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 vibes, thank
2: you." <laughs> this is. And the, at that this... Got one. walked past. It oh yes, like then got one.
1: And we were like, "What's going to happen next?" We were gagging for Allison Hammond. Alison, <laughs> appear. <laughs> We were trying to manifest Allison from somewhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why hello, Jill. Oh, that is a comedy gold, isn't it? Comedy I still quote gold. that on a regular basis.
1: Everyone, like I'm saying, you need that support. There's one thing, Tom, there was one week I remember. And for whatever reason, I thought it was longer than a week. So like I was saying, reach out to people. If you're feeling that, pick a goal, be it sleep, be it leaving work at a decent time. I don't know, getting up on the first alarm. Don't, you know, beat the snooze. Maybe eating... How dare you eat well for a week? How dare you let yourself sit on the sofa and watch TV? How dare you go for a walk? Like I mm. said to Tom earlier at the start of this podcast, and it's something that came into my mind the other day when we were talking at the weekend. I was like, when was the last day you give 100% to yourself? Tom and I had this week where he was going for a walk, 5K walk, was it, every morning?
2: Yeah, it was during lockdown, wasn't it? So there weren't there weren't any gyms open, Um and uh, so I couldn't, you know, that wasn't available. And I think you were cycling and I was walking. So.
1: Indoors. so you went for a walk every morning and I got up and cycled on my bike for like 20 minutes, half an hour every morning. So because I, we had that support of each other for a whole week, that was our main focus. You did it for a week. I did it for a week. We sent each other a photograph. When we were finished. I'm not even joking. That springboarded me into going, hold on, wait a minute. I can claim these mornings back for myself. We had a little hashtag, make it count. When I say to to teachers all the time, your life is important. Don't let you, don't waste your grains. Think of your life as a sand timer. It's like, don't waste your grains, claim your life back. Hashtag, I want this trending everyone make it count we made it count for that week do you remember that we week we
2: a- made it count yeah make it count was the hashtag and it was it was so good we got up i was getting up every morning before work and walking uh i did five kilometers walk every morning um and it, it, you know the first couple of mornings was hard because i had to get up earlier and do this but we i'd message you being like right i'm gonna go and do this walk i'll try and do 5k i'll do my best and and, you know, you'd send a message back and it would be your evening and you'd be like, I'm here if you need me sort of thing. And uh, and then every, you know, every morning we completed it and we sent each other a photo and we kept each other accountable. And it is amazing how just having that little bit of support or that someone to bounce off, I wouldn't have done that if if I didn't have someone like you to bounce off or to, to keep me going. Um, it was It was such a good week it was just such a good week and i agree it also springboarded me into i realized that once i get my mornings done uh, and i know that everyone's different but um for me if i have some time to myself in the morning go for a walk go you know go to the gym it doesn't have to be a massive thing um even just making a cup of coffee and walking the dog for 15 minutes or whatever i feel like i've done something with myself to go into my day and not feeling like a rushed, burnt out person.
3: Absolutely. I, I go in
2: and I can feel the difference. If I haven't done that in the mornings, I go into work and I am anxious. I am like, what am I doing with my day? You know, getting up maybe 45 minutes to an hour earlier and doing something for yourself, it's amazing how good you feel afterwards. It is like, and it does sound a bit um wanky you know <laughs> sort of <help. laughs> health health
3: bureau-esque but
2: <laughs> hashtag swear word on the mr mike podcast it's okay do
1: apologize
3: uh, no it's fine
2: <laughs> hope, hope the kids don't listen and they have to hold their ears, they don't word.
3: you like i'm
1: trying to figure out what word i can say now Ooh, what word can i say <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. All, on, all, let the,
1: it. all the Irish listeners are blessing themselves with holy water.
3: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
1: uh, so Like, see, once I done that week, Tom, I th- I've spoken to you about this before. It made me think, like, I can have these mornings for myself because I did that. I made a massive decision last year to finally get into the swimming pool. Do you remember that morning? I do. Mom, I, mom, do. Mom, I do. Tom I was like. I was turning 36 the next day, and I was like, I'm gonna get into the swimming pool. And I've not been in the swimming pool, like a t-shirt office, since I was maybe about 10. And I remember getting mm. in
3: that like, I sent you a photograph
1: going, I just got in the swimming pool. Woo!
2: And that was, that was <laughs> I impressive. do remember that. It and was then, like, it was such a big achievement.
1: You've got through your work, you've you've set yourself up, you're on the road. Has there been any stumbling blocks along the way?
2: Oh, definitely. Um you know, I think it, having the the whole process of having more time for myself wasn't a linear process. It was a very much an up and down one. You know, like I think um, along the way, my job got busier with with lockdowns and stuff. I ended up doing lots and more more you know lots more work, um, but I. Having that sort of um, thing of keeping myself uh, myself worth um, as an importance is what kind of got me through it. And trying to finish, start work at my start time and trying to finish at my end time um, got me through. Um, and hang on a minute, Dan, let me just try and think of something. <laughs> I feel like I've gone
1: off topic. (laughs) I'll let you think. And I'm like, so like for me, it was like I had to make sure my week was planned. And you know I love a meal prep. Tom, I have the meal prep king book and I love it. So on a Sunday night, I make sure that my meals are prepped for the week. So I don't even need to think about my nutrition then because I know there's days and I get in and I'm like, I'm exhausted. Give me a Twix. (laughs) And (laughs) so I will like meal prep my week, I get things done, I plan my week out. And that's how those are my little safeguards to the week and how I can protect my time. But I'm so ferocious now of my time. Like I would message you going, I had to stay and I didn't get to leave at half past four. And I remember one time questioning myself, why am I getting so annoyed? Because I respect my time. And when people don't respect their own time, they don't see why you respect yours. So they don't see Mm -hmm. that you need to set your stall out. And if people don't respect that, that's something on them, not you. You don't have to wear no busy badge. You don't have to grind yourself into the gutter to do a good job. You deserve a life. And there's something Tom said to me one time. Say when you're trying to battle through things, it's your elephant quote
2: I think of all the time. Oh, yes. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. It's it's something that I, yeah, someone said it to me once.
3: And I was like, oh,
2: when something seems really big and really overwhelming... You've got to start from square one and you've got to, you know, there is that massive thing at the end, that massive mountain you've got to climb. But if you look down and look at each, each step um, in front of you, suddenly that elephant has gone within a, within so many bites. But, you know, you break it down, it becomes a lot easier. Yeah. So much easier.
1: And you and I were doing that mountain that time. There's a couple of times I was finding it tough. And every remember you just keep saying to me, elephant think of the elephant one bite at a time and yeah i wasn't i wasn't calling talk. you an
3: elephant Dad.
1: he was this is how, like we we're, we're acting as if we're really good friends in the podcast really we hate each other call me an elephant it's like i'm trying to think of two friends who like get along and argue on a tv show but i can't think of
2: any <laughs> uh, No, who Tim Woodberg and Aggie McKenzie, how <laughs> clean is your house?
1: Can I? Who wants to be Kim? We're gonna to have to scratch each other's eyes out
2: to be Kim. I think you'll be Kim.
1: <laughs> oh. Something
2: tells me you might be Kim.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, we will have this discussion outside of the podcast. How dare you! <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've lost my train of thought now trying to be Kim Whitburn. Um, so we were talk- <laughs> talking about um, putting things in place to make sure that you're still going, Roblox in the way. Um, is there any, any books or any podcasts or anything that you listen to that you think people would
2: like? Mm, mm, I Well, with my with driving, with driving a lot, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I have to say that one of my podcast apart from the Mr. Mac podcast of course.
1: Oh thanks for that he's never <laughs> listened to a single
3: episode you liar.
2: It's Britney bitch.
1: <laughs> there was there was time, one time whenever Tom and I were sending an audio note and if you ever send an audio note to someone when you're listening to music it cuts the music off so you can send the audio note and there was this iconic we added a QE onto words that happened. Do you remember I think I was out Doing something with school one time and you sent me no. An and what happened as soon as you stopped recording?
2: Oh, uh, as soon as you I think I uh, yeah, as soon as you stopped recording, uh, as soon as I stopped listening to you, it went back to my music. Because so I think I was out on a run.
3: And it came up
2: with it's Britney bitch. It was just like <laughs> perfect timing, perfect timing. And I had to stop and laugh because it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yes. Um yeah, so with um with podcasts, yes, I drive, I drive quite a bit. So I am often listening to um podcasts and audiobooks and I'd say top podcasts that I listen to. Um I'm very much you know in the sort of self-help kind of thing, which sounds, you know, five years ago I'd been like, oh no, that's not kind of not me, but
3: it's now it, <laughs> it's it's I'm now sorry, a I'm laughing
1: the about deal on self-help so 5 years ago what year was that 5 years ago 2017 oh, I, yeah oh good
3: no, is, isn't it yeah. yeah no it's
2: 18 18 18 but what what i mean is that now since no, that i've <laughs> <laughs> since i've put myself well a self worth first um self the self help kind of thing self help podcasts and stuff have been my my go to's um so uh, definitely um, listen to Happy Place with Fern Cotton. I don't know if you listened to that one. I think yes, I've so you a couple rec- of episodes. You recommended before. it
1: to me, and I've I've only listened to the episodes that you've recommended. Dame Fern Cotton,
2: yeah. Dame Fern Cotton, indeed. From what was it, Live and Kick It? No, Dig It wasn't it? Dig It back in the day.
1: Dig It, and she was on top of Saturday.
2: Oh, Reggie, yes. Uh, then Radio yeah. One and then she's working her her way up in the world she's just amazing she is just amazing anyway i love her podcast so she gets a really good range of guests on um as you've already mentioned in the past brené brown she's on one of the guests she's one of the guests on oh maybe a couple of podcast episodes she's a guest and she's fantastic and she gets all sorts of people from all walks of life and you realize that everyone has a common purpose and common thoughts and feelings and it especially if you can't reach out to someone or you don't feel like you're in the, you're able to reach out to someone. Just listening to those episodes definitely makes you feel like, okay, it's not just me. Like it can give you a bit of confidence to maybe then reach out to someone. Um, so happy place with Phone cotton. And the other one I've been listening to recently is a diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett. I know that I sent you a couple of episodes down with him he's he's great he's really really good it's similar similar sort of thing there's a range of podcasts episodes a podcast episodes um a range of topics uh the ones that i quite liked were there was a guy called marcus buckingham i, I think i said knew that one dan well, the one um, where you talk about your weaknesses yes
1: can i really love what the, can you remember what the quote was from that because that was really good yeah i had it written on my board for a week
2: <laughs> he said something on, along the lines of, um, you know, we, we've been told that strengths are what we're good at and weaknesses are what we're bad at. And he then kind of turned it around and said, well, you know, strengths, you may be good at something, but you may not enjoy it. And that's OK. So he turned it around to say strengths are things that make you feel invigorated and stronger within yourself. And weaknesses are things that weaken you. And I think turning it around like that makes you realize that, yes, you may be good at something, but it, it kind of weakens you and, and saps your energy. Um, whereas maybe, you know, things that you're not so good at but give you an invigoration are things that you can follow and, and try. And it, that's that's a good sort of, uh, way to try new things or or kind of make do things that makes you feel good. I really really like that episode, that episode. Love so it. take a listen. His name's Marcus Buckingham. Marcus. Buckingham. I listened to that so, one
1: last. I think it was last week. You sent me the link. I totally recommend that one. i Think it was episode one forty three because I looked at yeah. the link you sent me. So I had to scroll back to find it. <laughs> oh I absolutely love that one so Fern Cotton's one Stephen Bartlett listen to those podcasts you'll absolutely love them I've got a question for you who inspires yes.
3: you oh
1: who inspires it be all me all the people like be like who inspires you
2: mm.
1: it doesn't need to be with work could be just like like doing things
2: or whatever i tell you who I do find inspiring, and, and this is because I've listened to a few episodes. I'm sound so boring with podcasts and stuff, but um, have you ever seen James Smith, the personal trainer?
3: Yeah.
2: I've listened to a few episodes with him, and he's been on on – he has his own podcast as well, but he's been on a few other podcast episodes. But the way he kind of made his life work for him, in terms of um, he, he was working in a corporate job and then went into become a personal trainer and he was basically giving out training sessions for free um, to get anywhere. And now he's like a multi-millionaire and um, he also moved to Australia as well. He moved to Sydney probably about the same time as I did. So I think seeing what he's done and how he's made his life work for him um, he's definitely an inspiration he has he's got uh, he's on instagram i think as well and he, he can be quite um, sort of to the point um, which people don't always maybe agree with but he's definitely um, inspirational to me and i think to a lot of other people in the sense that you can make your your work-life balance suit you and, and follow a job that suits your goals
1: yeah, i would say you mm. and i are very to the point now 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 that we've got to mm. the point where literally we i value my life every single day i've got goals i wouldn't want to work towards like you've got yours i've got mine we we share them we mm. share your goals people with your friends like we share them each other all mm. the time we check in on what we're doing i'm so to the point now where i will, will not waste time
2: exactly yeah and like you said about the grain grain of sand thing like people you don't want people to waste your grains of sand in your hourglass you don't want to waste your own grains of sand like you've got to get on with things
3: yeah and to like to share you with people
1: your friends will support mm. you and if they don't then you need to cultivate your own environment the people around you for example last year uh, well, actually i don't think many people on my blog know i ran a half uh, i ran a half marathon last year and like mm. I will never like Tom, you helped me get there. I remember being like, get out, come on, get the trainers on, let's go. And I remember like saying to you, like, oh my god, I'm gonna I've signed myself up for a half marathon. Can you believe it? Tom ran 14k. Mm -hmm. I remember you doing that. I remember you sending me a video and you're like, I've done a 14k. And I was like, someday I would love. I remember the first time I messaged you saying I'd ran half an hour. And I
0: was so proud of myself.
1: And I I mean I
2: started out.
1: "Hmm." Remember that? I couldn't I couldn't even run one minute. And like you'd done your 14k, and I said, Okay, I'm inspired now. And I remember thinking, I'm going to sign myself up for this half marathon. I'm going to make it happen. And when you share those goals with your friends, you're making them come alive. You, they, the people who care about you will care about your goals. If mm. they don't, then I would question those people because they will mm. want you to get there. And like, do you remember that day? I remember being like, I'm going to do my half marathon mm. today. And like, I met like, <laughs>
3: out of
1: the four or five people I messaged you after. Of course, you were one of them. I was like, I've done my half marathon. Like, believe it
2: yes yeah, so, you... i can't believe this it was one thing big... yeah yeah because i remember you sending me a voice note when you ran a minute on the on the treadmill and <laughs> then minute. it turned Did into 10 remember. minutes
3: <sighs>
2: 10 minutes 15 minutes half an hour and then you went out running for this half marathon and it was amazing to follow the progress because you know if you hadn't have reached out for me i wouldn't have been able to follow that progress with you and it was amazing and inspirational and
3: I actually yeah, remember very, how we first frail. reached
2: out
1: to each other. So Tom and I were both in this group and I've got, it's so funny. I've got a, a, a member. Some of my friends said to me sometimes, how do you remember that? I don't remember anything about uni. I can't remember anything intellectual, but, lol, uh, I'd have a teacher. Anyway, uh, <laughs> as well, if you remember our geography chat from earlier on, um, <laughs> we, you wanted someone to keep you accountable. And I mean, I'll keep you accountable. I remember saying you're like, "Yeah, uh, that's fun." um, I'm gonna check on you. That's the teacher thing. And if you're not keeping yourself accountable to everyone's, I'm gonna, you're not, you know. Uh I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna hold you to account.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. And having having you keep me accountable is and keeping each other accountable is has been one of the best things ever.
1: What would you say have been your biggest achievement so far since you put yourself first? Like, what do you think that you look back on? in the last two to three years, you're like, I love that I've done that. I love that I, you know, achieved
2: that, connected that way, <clears throat> experienced that. Mm-hmm. I um definitely, you know, small achievements from the start of the lockdown were getting a four day week, having more time for myself, you know, then that led into, when I had more time for myself, I started looking after myself better. I put things first and I, um, you know, I, I started writing goals and going, where do I want to be in the next five years? And I was then mm-hmm. renting a house at the time. And I was like, you know, I want to, once I, cause I had to become a permanent resident of Australia to stay in the country. Um, my, my goal was to get that and then buy a house. So I, I bought, bought my first house here, uh, Near eight, eighteen months ago, so that was a big goal. You know, putting myself first and and going, no, I'm going to do this for me. This is going to be a good investment. Um, other other massive personal goals. I um, uh, I'm in a really good relationship with my partner, um, and I met him. Um, during the lockdowns as well, and um, you know, if I if I hadn't have had the time to um, to sort of have my work life balance and and have the time to go out and meet people, I wouldn't have met him. And we live together in the house now, so that's that's an amazing achievement for me. And last year, I also um, spoke to work and um, said, you know, with all the COVID stuff happening, I haven't seen my family for three years. I Uh, chatted to my bosses and said look I want to take six months off unpaid leave Um, I've put the work in for you for the last five years so I want something this back to go over and see my family and they very kindly said yes and I got to travel for six months in the UK seeing family and uh, over to Europe as well Uh, and that's when we did the scaffold hike hike wasn't it that's when we we got up that mountain Mm -hmm. but speaking to the bosses about like, it was very iconic speaking to the bosses about taking that time off though i was nervous because i was like no one does this no like no one approaches their bosses and goes i want six months unpaid leave but once i and i sort of put forward what i wanted to say and said look I'm, i i want to go and see my family and stuff like the worst they would have said is no but they said they agreed to it and I was like oh this is amazing and I definitely felt like uh, there was a a, you know level of guilt because I was like this isn't the norm people just work and stuff like that and and it was the best six months ever because I hadn't I I not stopped ever because I've been school uni and then straight into my job it was the first time I've actually stopped and and sort of took a look at what what's around me and traveled a bit and stuff yeah it was it was very, very, it was amazing. Best, best year. Your year was so good. And this was all from voice notes, wasn't it? This was all like, it yes. started out from a, a voice note on Instagram, less than a minute long. And then fast forward to two years later, we're like mounting up the largest peak in, the U- in England.
1: <laughs> no, With no trouble at all.
0: Said me, I like, no
1: I was 22 stone and couldn't even bend over to time as Julius's. And now we're going up a mountain with no trouble at all and go out the next night and be the life and soul. of exactly. the party you and I were, <laughs> we were, we're talking jokes, we're talking hilarity, puns, Alison Hammond. <laughs> We're talking Keswick with a silent W. Keswick with the silent W, we're talking the cores. I have a you and I. If we ever get to go and see the cores at the same time, would we'll be
2: iconic. Oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> number three, number one, two, three. So, three bits of advice. I know that you are very big on your planning, Dan, and I am the same as well. Um, I love to plan my weeks. It's it gives me some guidance. You know, it's gives me a go-to point of reference if I'm a bit feeling a bit lost. But I think it's so important not to overfill your list of things that you need to do. So what we call a can do list, isn't it? We call it the can-do list, not a to-do list. It's things we can do. Just turning it around. Um, try not to fill overfill your can-do list because I personally get very easily overwhelmed. So I give a maybe three to five things that I need to do maybe every day. And it can be very minor things. Um, but just doing that and having that sense of achievement um, is really important. Um, and I also like to set a timer on tasks. It's something I've been starting to, to do recently. Uh, and this isn't just work stuff. It's It's also tasks around the house as well. For instance, like the other weekend, I know I know I needed to get into the garden and do some weeding, and I was procrastinating. Like the garden needed a big tidy up, and I was procrastinating. But I was, I was like, nope, I'm going to stick my AirPods in. I'm going to um, put a timer on for an hour, and it's amazing how much stuff you get done knowing that you have an hour like window to do things in. Like if I hadn't have set that timer, I reckon that would have all taken me three hours because I would have dawdled and all sorts yeah so change uh, the music uh, look for good tunes exactly exactly so setting a timer it seems like a really silly thing to do but it's it's definitely helped me and i think and also using it in work if i have if i've got to write reports or write histories a little timer on my phone an hour and then whatever hasn't been done by that point that can wait till tomorrow it's not a problem like no one's gonna die it's
3: fine. <laughs> no, the world's not
2: going to fall apart. Love that one.
1: Number two, <laughs>
2: and number three. Uh, number number three. Number one. We're back on Everyone number one.
1: Everyone, teachers, out there. Let's teach them how to count backwards. Three and then two. <laughs>
2: three, two, <laughs> one. I, I am lost. Um, number one is no so number two. We've done the number two, haven't we? We're the timer. No, what was number three then?
1: Number three was don't
2: overfill your candy. Oh sorry.
1: This. Sorry, every, sorry listeners. Number three was don't overfill your day. Number two was planning. I'm the one that needs to count. <laughs> number one.
2: Number one is listen.
1: No, I'm joking. <laughs> he just used a teacher, come back to me. Oh. See after I hit <laughs> stop the cord, You'll
2: never hear from the two of us ever again. <laughs> Number one is a broad one, but try and always put yourself first. So, you know, uh, it can be anything from finishing work, trying to finish work on time because you want to, you know, get to the gym or do something for yourself in the evening, catch up with a friend, go for a walk, whatever, to, um, you know, thinking about how you want to make your life, your work work around your life. So approaching your, Head teacher or your bosses or whatever, and speaking about maybe be able to drop a day or um, having an extra day for planning, um, saying no to things as well. You know, like if you haven't got the energy to go to do something socially at the weekend, that's okay. Just say no to things because your your gut feeling will will tell you what you sort of need to do, um, and you know the. The biggest thing I did last, as I said last year, doing something for myself was approaching my bosses and saying, I'm taking six months off work. And, you know, the worst thing that could happen is they say no. So I think putting yourself, trying to put yourself first in everyday little things is starting off small and it can build up to something like that, taking a sabbatical. And it was one of the best things I've done.
1: Thank you Tom. Thank you for the three most amazing points um, to points of advice for people to take forward um, have you enjoyed
2: being part of the podcast? I've loved it. I've loved it I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I was very nervous before I came on here. I uh, I've never done an episode before and I was like I had a, I had a real imposter syndrome feeling. I was like, why well, you know hopefully people can listen and, and take something away. Because I'm not perfect. I'm not saying this is what, you know, I live my life in like this pristine, clear sort of perfection world. But I try and set these little, you know, standards now where I can follow, follow some rules and, and look after myself.
1: Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Tommy, you've been absolutely amazing. I know that everyone who's been listening to this Are going to get so many golden nuggets to write down, to take forward into their own lives. Thank you for encouraging me over the last year to do the marathon, to go swimming, to get up and just attack life and go for it. Uh, Listeners out there, I'm not even going to give you three pieces. I'm going to give you one piece. Go and find someone who can support you that will make you get up in the morning and go for your goals. Because that's what you need. You need a reason. You need a why. And if you've got the support around you, then that can give you that extra spark to make you be on your way. Um, Thanks for coming on, Tom. Um, Thanks, Darren. Oh, no problem at all. Transatlantic, not even any delays. Full of humour, full of jokes. It's what we wanted. It's what we do now.
2: (laughs) We do. And thank you so much for having me on. It's been brilliant. It's it's so good to be a part of this. And I hope that uh, the listeners can take something away
1: absolutely um thanks for listening everybody if you could give me a review on apple Podcasts or a rating on spotify that'd be fantastic drop me a dm on mr mac memories on facebook mr mac memories on instagram or mr mac official get six on twitter and mac is mc by the way and uh, thanks for listening and i'll talk to you soon